there's a story you should know from a hundred years ago, and a hundred years we've waited now to tell. Now the Yankees come along, and they'll listen to this song, and they'll wake in fear to hear this rebel yell. And they'll wake in fear to hear this rebel yell. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Cinema de More. Um, Chuck Phillips joined by Justin Morgan and Lexi. And we have a guest with us today. Uh, introduce yourself. Hey, it's me, Jacob. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Uh, always a pleasure to have you back. And uh, Lexi did say you like garbage movies, and you know, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. I, 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 that's not uh, that's not the name of the the theme we're doing this month, but it's you know it's close there. It's close enough, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I decided this month uh, I wanted everyone to talk about Grindhouse films and specifically do a double feature as that is the traditional classic Grindhouse style. Yes. Uh, and I, I'm glad that everyone picked movies that all were released within the same year of each other. So these all legitimately probably would have been on a double feature uh, at the given time that they came out. So I think it worked out pretty well going in a chronological order and first up is uh lexi so if you want to tell everyone what you went with so i picked 2000 maniacs and color me blood red they are both films by herschel gordon lewis herschel gordon lewis is considered to be and i want to make sure i say this correctly he is considered to be the godfather of gore but it is also a title that is given to Lucio Fulci, which I believe that's Chuck's pick. Yes. So we are covering two Godfathers of Gore this month, which is interesting. But you're covering the later one, so and the Italian one. I really like Herschel Gordon Lewis. I've always been a big fan of him. And these are two of my particular favorite films. I actually have a huge amount of his movies. Um I, I think about like, yeah, he's got a lot of gore and yeah, his movies are cheap and all that kind of stuff. Cause he's definitely like, he's considered like the guy who kind of created splatter. <clears throat> so he's definitely fitting for the grindhouse um, category that we're covering today. And uh, I thought this was a great opportunity to talk about him cause he is one of my favorite directors. Um, and I think like when I, I was glad to bring Jacob on because when we had a podcast talking about remakes, I talked about Herschel Gordon Lewis a lot because I always said, I thought that his themes and stories in his movies were actually like really good. And it was like one of those things where it was strange for me. Cause I was like, I like this guy, not because his movies are just like splatter and gore and all that kind of stuff, which is something that, you know, I'm usually quite drawn to, but that I'm intrigued and interested in the stories that he tells as well. Like, 2000 Maniacs is great. I love the story. It's, you know, like, it's basically a, sh- uh, like, what is it, Shenandoah? Like, you know, a mysterious, like, place that only appears like 100 years. And every 100 years, they draw a bunch of <laughs> people from the north in because it's a town full of a bunch of, like, people from the Civil War from the south who were killed. And now they just like hold this festival where they kill a bunch of people from the north to, to like basically get revenge every like hundred years, and it was like 
it's great. Like what a great, like weird, strange, like film. And it's just, I don't know. I think it's done really well. And I think there's some care that's put into it, despite the fact that it's, you know, this weird splatter film. And then color me blood red. I used to tell Jacob all the time. It was like, I know you think it was a bit of a boring film, but like, that's a movie that like, I'm desperate to remake. I want to see that movie like done again, but like done really well. And like, I, I see a lot of potential in the story of that film. So like, even though it's still kind of like campy and hokey and I still enjoy it in its form that it comes to us in. Uh, it has it's still one of, of my best favorite lines, films, by the way. <laughs> it also has some, some of the, the best, best music. Yeah. The music's great. It's got that like jazzy surf music for like going yeah. just constantly throughout the entire thing. I think both are interesting films, like this artist who's like, you know, kind of at his wit's end and then starts using, you know, blood to make his paintings and kills his Does girlfriend and then goes everything into... in Florida. Yeah, he films everything in Florida. Um, Sarasota he's a, he's a local he sh- guy. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that he was born in Pittsburgh about a year after my grandfather. Yep. And he died like couple months before my grandfather so it's kind of weird thinking that are you sure your grandfather wasn't herschel gordon lewis and you just didn't yeah. know uh that's there's a connection chunk of my here. grandfather's life i'm not sure what happened so <laughs> probably and lexi what you said is is actually something i agree with almost all of his movies are absolutely perfect um cutting cutting room floor for making a remake to to bring it back to life bring attention to a story that you don't see as much because the stuff he did do was kind of out there. Um, I think it would be an excellent remake to do because you could have fun with it. And so far, all of his films that have been remade have been really good and enjoyable. They're still splatter and gory and over the top, but they're entertaining. And one of the reasons why I like 2000 Maniacs is because to me, it's one of his most creative gore kills that he has. Like he's very creative with them. And I enjoy that a lot. Like, it's not just slash him up and gut him. He, he was really creative with it. Uh, what, part of me, like I said before, part of me is like, I'd love to see a remake of 2000 Maniacs. But also, like, I think 2000 Maniacs is kind of perfect in it. Well, it's kind of a sequel, not really a remake. It's, it's a weird, yeah, it's a weird, it's a sequel remake in a way. Yeah, it's, with Robert Englund. Mm-hmm. But Does a lot of the kills in the, in, in, like the, the year in the 2001 Maniacs are very similar to what they did in the original. So he uses the kills from the original, but the storyline's a little bit more updated. And supposedly it's it's a continuation, you know, another hundred years or so. This is Herschel Gordon Lewis's second and third film, I believe. Um, and this is part of what's known as the Blood Trilogy. So these are his first three films. And which ones are those again? Uh, uh, oh, the I Blood don't Trilogy? Have... Blood Feast. Because actually, I Blood thought Feast. for some reason... 63, that's yeah. the first yeah. one. That's the first and time I watched Blood those. Feast. I thought Wizard of Gore. Them. I thought it was Blood Feast, Wizard of Gore, and 2000. No, no, no. Wizard of Gore, and then the Gore Gore Girls. 70, I think. Yep, yeah, which is their own thing, which is great. Yeah. Gore Gore, like Gore, Gore Girls. Four different is, people is talking better. at once. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're, no you're, you're good. I just thought it was funny. It would sound like four different conversations. Yeah. I think, I think the Wizard of Gore is overhyped. All things considered. He's got a lot of great movies, but like people are always like, oh, you got to see The Wizard of Gore. And I'm like, I ran out of my way to get The Wizard of Gore. And I was like, Wizard of Gore is nothing compared to 2000 Maniacs. I think 2000 Maniacs is like genuinely his like best all rounder. 
it has the best kills it has the the best like fun like that's a movie you have you have some (laughs) your friends over and you put on that's definitely like a good soundtrack it's definitely (laughs) like a joe bob movie because a couple months ago he said hey you want to buy the set it was like 40 dollars or something for i don't know how many movies are in there 12 14 or something yeah it was a pretty good deal Everything that Lexi was mentioning, I was like, have it, own it, got it. How how did you guys feel about these ones this time? Did I make better choices to stuff? <laughs> yeah, this was this was the kind of garbage that I one hundred percent enjoy. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. I I use I, I say that a lot, like that these movies are trashy, but they're they are like a good trashy. There's at least. Uh, again the difference between this and something like feed just since that was our most recent was (laughs) this you can at least tell it's you know he doesn't have like a huge budget he he doesn't have the money to do great effects but i feel like he genuinely wants to make a good movie and has actual ideas on how to make a good movie again just you know it just comes across he picks these random weird people that I think most, a lot of those guys were all locals, all the, the cast that was, uh, that was around them, the extras and stuff like that. So just a few random actors here and there, but, uh, I especially enjoy the, the mayor who I had to find out later is not Southern at all. He's from Indiana, but Herschel Gordon Lewis just loved how that was just like a character that he would do is be this, you know, ridiculously over the top southern like politician type guy and he would do that character and he was like that's great you should be in my movie about uh killer rednecks so (laughs) it's uh it's like such an offensive film but like i'm like do you think it's like offensive and i like oh man like this is like inappropriate offensive or like offensive and i like oh man like this is really insulting and derogatory towards like Southern people. Cause like I was like, no. as a fellow Southerner, absolutely fucking not. It could have been so much worse and it could have been a lot more racist. And he did a really great job of not going that direction. Granted it was also the sixties. So he probably didn't film with uh, people of color because of the time. I don't know. But uh, I, I was like, man, if there was people of color in this movie, it could have gotten really fucked up. So I'm kind of glad it was more entertaining where it's like, just, Southern people being like, all these damn Yankees, let's fucking kill them. Simple shit you'll hear all the time. The South Rise again, all that fucking shit. The music, the banjos, that shit was funny as fuck. And no, it's not, it's not, in my opinion, making fun of people from the South. Because if you're in the South and you go to any kind of fucking outdoor festival or jamboree like they were doing, a little hootin' nanny, that's exactly the kind of music you won't hear. The music's amazing. I think the soundtrack mm-hmm. to that movie is probably like one of his best soundtracks. He does, like, like I said before, like, it's well done. His soundtracks are excellent to his films. Like even the Color Me Blood Red soundtrack, like it's not as good as the soundtrack to uh, Two Thousand Maniacs. Because like Two Thousand Maniacs soundtrack is like absolutely incredible. Like he said, like it's just those three guys, but like it's really authentic. It's really on point. They're always going. It's like I like that point when it looks like they're about to stop, and the guy looks over at them, and he's like, "Hey, like you." keep playing and they're like oh shit okay and they like have to keep playing so it's like you he also has that good time 
feeling I like, like they I can't was singing stop. The South will rise again. <laughs> I sang it when Steph was home, and she looked at me like so disturbed. She's like, "What did you say?" <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> What's great too about that song that they use? It's the it's that song, but he changes the lyrics to tell the story of what's happening in the movie. So I kind of appreciate yeah. that, where it's like I can actually sing along to this song. <laughs> it's not highly offensive or fucked up. But it's funny because he's like singing about the people in the town and like getting their revenge and killing Yankees and has nothing to do with the original lyrics. I love it. <laughs> I'd be scared if I drove into a town. And everyone was just like, yay, they're here. <laughs> the kills are great. They're just so absurd. Like, we're going to put you in this barrel. And we're going to roll you <laughs> down barrel. this hill. <laughs> <laughs> now like, hold still while we add some nails to it. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? Okay. Uh, I love that the girl cuts her hand, and they're like, well, "We're just gonna have to amputate." So they cut off her arm. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> You're like, "Okay, yeah, that'll solve it." <laughs> We're gonna play Tilton Rock. You ever play Tilton? You just need to lay there. Just gotta <laughs> lay. Say, there. say the rock ain't fallen yet. The rock that hasn't fallen. Like oh, you're using more. big words. The rock hasn't fallen. Say your fancy line. <laughs> <laughs> That shit was so funny, y'all. It was ridiculous. Oh my, oh my god. god, it was so good. Yeah, but that's one of my favorite films. I've actually watched that film more than once. Um. It's entertaining and <laughs> it's enjoyable. It's like, really even good. In, and the quality like that I had access to right now, because I couldn't find my Blu-ray in time, uh, the quality I had access to wasn't that great, but it was still really entertaining and enjoyable. They have a really good main character in it, too, where they're just like, we're not together. Like they just keep the like, we're, we're not, we're not together. And everybody's like, are you sure they got together? And like, we're, we're not together. Like, I assure you. Like, but at the end dynamic. of the movie, they decide to go on a date after all. Take her right. out on the town. Show her a good time. The kills are surprisingly well done for the low budget and what have you. Like, I think the kills are gory, but like in a good, like what way? I don't think anything's too they're not nauseating like he normally does they're really they're fun like you're like ooh, that's fun like the horse race who didn't like the The, horse quartering that was so great (laughs) they called it the horse race nothing like a good quartering (laughs) which in the remake sequel remake they did that seems really vivid in detail like they really Really? amped it up yeah it's great you see the guy get pulled apart (laughs) all at once whereas in this one they they just show the horses race off the guy screens and you see an arm getting dragged by a horse (laughs) Right. And you're like, oh, I get what happened. But uh, I will say, jumping back to Color Me Blood Red, that was actually my first viewing. I had never seen this one. And I'm watching it, and a lot of it looks familiar. And I'm like, I've seen this, but I haven't seen it. And that's because I was talking to Justin and Chuck earlier. You know, a lot of HG's movies, they're very similar. They're almost like the same fucking movie. They have these, these elements where you're kind of like, oh, I, I get what he's doing here. But then as time progresses, his films start to stand apart. Uh, and again, I was completely like for the longest time, I guess I thought Color Me Blood Red was Bucket of Blood, which I really like nope. Bucket of Blood. It's a very simple, short movie. It, yeah, it is the it's, exact same concept. Right. Same, very much the same. Yeah, just and covering. I think instead, Bucket of Blood's like mannequins or something, right? Instead he covers them and he makes statues. Yeah, he covers mm-hmm. the bodies in clay. Yep. Yeah. But he has it reminded me of Bohemian Rhapsody a little bit too, with the uh, the girl that stepped on the nail or whatever and got blood. It reminded me of like when they came up with uh, another one bites the dust. He was like, 
holy shit. And he's so impressed with the color. He's like, this is the color I was looking for. <laughs> I also want to just give a, a big a big applause to HG for Color Me Blood Red. Like I said, it was kind of boring for me, um, but it had me laughing because all the scenarios, like the movie wrote itself. Like when the guy first discovers that, <clears throat> oh, I'm going to use blood to make my paintings work. And the woman that he's with is like, well, you can't use all my blood. Where are you going to get more blood? And you're like, well, obviously we know where this is going. He's going to get more blood from your dead body. And then bam, he kills her. It's, I love it. The whole movie, like as the scenes are happening, it just writes itself. <laughs> like it just, you're, they'll say something out loud and then it'll happen. <laughs> it's fantastic. So first I love the killer. I think he's great. I, I love his like pretentious, like, it's Arrogance Arthur, right? Is that his name? Arthur? Ar- Arthur, yeah. He's he's good. He I love him. Adam. I love his wife uh, that you know, or his girlfriend that he ends up killing. One one day you're gonna marry me. <laughs> She's great. Like I liked her a lot. I think there's a lot of really good characters in it. The camera's constantly out of focus. There's a lot of like issues, like as yeah, far that, as like I, that one was like I I noticed that this most recent time I was like damn, he like never has this thing in focus in this movie. Like there's so many fuzzy shots. (laughs) No, the camera's like never in focus. (laughs) There's a lot of like, you know, issues with like shots and things like that. But there's this part of me with this one where I just think the story is like so interesting. I'm just like the guy like starts working with blood and like finds like this like whole medium in his paintings like the way that it goes about it. Like I, I like, I just see much, so much more from the story, I guess. Like that's something I just, something with this one engrosses me a lot more than I think there's potential to have more with the story. I think yeah. for what he did, it was pretty simple because like yeah. you were saying with the paintings and his way of going about it, he had his failed art exhibit and then he had a successful art exhibit. The only right. difference in those two scenes was that he took the same fucking paintings he already did that failed and literally just added blood to them. Right. Right. And everyone's like, this is right. this is wonderful, beautiful. I love this. What great art you have. And it's like, it's the same goddamn painting. You just threw blood on it. <laughs> I'm able to surface level look at what I'm watching and go like, this isn't executed like super well but i just like i said like there's something about the story in it that just engrosses me so much that like i'm just like i want to see more from this i want to see like a grander version of this story i see so much potential from this like remake or redo or i don't know i just i like it i like it a lot i like the story a lot and i see a lot from it so I just that's why I picked this one in particular because out of the two I could have gone with you know Blood Feast but I, I I thought this one's just more interesting and it brings up that conversation like with the conversation of remakes and like this is something you remake like this is something that has like a lot of potential to yeah. redo again and mm-hmm. put some money behind keep all and- the same lines though. Oh man, my favorite part about that entire film that that I was able to enjoy <laughs> was the two teenagers with the bad wigs. I love those guys. Yeah, the two that kept like matching. They, they had the best lines. They would they always state so the obvious weird. and have like really silly lines. Where's my snack, Jack? <laughs> like yeah. this is the weirdest yeah. game of charades I've ever seen. <laughs> just like that line. I guess I won't be taking like, up painting anytime soon. Too, if you saw your all tied up and a man with an axe in one hand. And a bloody mess in the other, and a corpse outside on the my beach. my favorite is when they find the body on the beach. Oh my god, it's a leg! 
Yeah, it's a, it's a I never said leg. it was a girl. It's a woman's leg. Like they knew it was a woman's leg, not just any leg. It's a woman's she goes, leg. She goes over. She goes, "What's this piece of driftwood right here?" It's like, what the fuck? I think that also has one of my favorite, just random, random gags that doesn't doesn't go anywhere or have any meaning. And it's uh, when he does his first art show, and the that one guy's like criticizing his painting. And he goes into the background and flips that one painting sideways. And then as soon as he starts talking to the art critic, the, the guy that runs the gallery turns around and is like, why is that painting sideways? And like immediately turns it back the other way. Like, yeah. like neither one of them seems to seems to know which way it's supposed to be hanging because it's just a, a random like expressionist painting. So yet throw blood I, on it. I love. Yeah, I, I also love the paintings that they got for him to use because and I, I guess that's supposed to be the point is that he's he's just uh, everyone says he's just a commercial artist that paints paints things that people want to see. But his paintings are the most bizarre, like there, right. there's ones with like faceless demons looking. And then there's ones that's just like a plain generic landscape that they probably got at a thrift store. And then there's other ones that are like Jackson Pollock paintings. I'm like, what? What are these the, paintings that he's supposed to have? Right, or the painting of the woman with big breasts but no nipples? Uh, yeah, yeah, that. that and then that was your problem, Jacob. Yeah, yeah, that was my problem. Where the father that, that the nipples weren't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many the the way they choose to like show his his art. It's just none of it makes any sense whatsoever. That that's his that's his style. But I I agree with Lexi. I do like I, I like a lot of Color Me Blood Red, even though it's I don't think it's his best, but it has. There is just like a, a weirdly unique quality to it. And I don't know if he like if it was something he thought of, but I always feel like that movie it like sums up where his career was going because by that point he he talks about it in some of the behind the scenes that this was the last film that he produced with his co-producing partner David Friedman because uh the other guy was like I don't know man, I think I think people are getting bored with these blood and guts movies. Like we should probably do something else. And he was like, no, that's what the people want. So I always feel like it's the, the guy that plays the artist is a little bit of him. Like once he starts doing these bloody paintings, you know, he, he hangs that one up and that critics like, Oh, that's good. But I mean, anyone could do that once. Can you do it again? And that's what like pushes him the, that he has to keep doing these same bloody paintings over and over because every time he shows up, the guy's like, the guy's like, Oh yeah, but like, can you do it? Can you do more of these? So he just keeps doing them. So, uh, yeah, it seems like Lewis very much was fine with continuing to be that guy. Like he didn't mind being the splatter guy. Whereas his other, his co-producer was like, I don't know, man, I think, I think I'm, I've had enough of this and wanted out. So, well, he embraced it. Yeah, yeah, he he loved it at at some point. That kind of he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll keep being the gore guy. Like I'll keep going with it. So that's why right. I, I I feel like that's a that's like a weird connection with this movie in particular. That that maybe he felt that that connection to this artist. That's basically like at this point where he's just like, yep, I'm I'm just gonna be that guy, I guess, forever, and I'll just keep killing people as long as it's gonna as long as it makes me a big artist and everyone wants to keep seeing my stuff. Well, you know what's great too, going back to the very beginning when Lexi was talking about, you know, the history behind H.G. Uh, Lewis. He, he had a 
some kind of degree and and some kind of doctorate. I I forget what it is. Maybe psychology for all I know, but he also got his start making nudies. Like he was one of the people that would make those funny little movies from the fifties and sixties where it was just like topless women. Like he did all those things and he realized that there was people out there that, that wanted this and he wanted to set out when making films. He basically said that he wanted to make something that isn't being made that people want to see. So he started doing the gore and he was like, I want to show it. So apparently I don't remember if it was blood feast or actually I think it was blood feast. Uh, it followed right on the heels of um, uh, psycho and he did it in full color and he showed everything. So it was like you had psycho that yep. year and then you had blood feast coming out where it's like, if you want to see it and not leave it to your imagination, HG did that for you. And that, that took off. It was hugely successful. And it was a huge underground following. Like people went to the theaters. They lined up for these movies. They loved watching them. But it was like hush hush because it was like, oh, you're sick for watching it. And it's like no different than going to see a, you know, a nudie movie, <laughs> as they say. It was weird. But he 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 embraced that. He knew what the audience want and he kept making it. And then he had like a 20 year gap in his filmmaking and came back later in like the early nineties, I think, and continued yeah. making a few more. Yeah. And he and he made two kids' movies. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, sure, and then a comedy, which uh, the yeah, comedy so makes creative. The comedy makes perfect sense to me because I'm like, there's it, a lot of comedy in his movies. I'm like, if you want some like horror comedy, I'm like, he's definitely got plenty of comedy elements in his stuff. I mean, like 2000, um, 2000 Maniacs, just full of comedy. Like, well, what's funny too is it's not just shit. any comedy. Just even though. A lot of movies, they, they kind of stay humorous for that time period. There are still things that are in these films that you can still look at today and get a kick out of it. Granted, you have to understand that it's from that period of time, but it's also funny because you're like, all right, I see what they were doing well, there. Yeah. I, I brought up in like uh, Color, Color Me Blood Red, like the music has that very surf rock quality to it. Yeah, both of these of the films, Beach Bum movies. <laughs> both of these movies have in the filming style too. Like the chase sequence at the end of um, uh, 2000 Maniacs has a very like monkeys chase sequence. Kinda oh, like, so good! You can see the they, camera speed up. Where a they speed? Yeah, they speed up the, <laughs> the chase sequence or whatever. That truck couldn't have been going faster than what, like five miles an hour. Like, got all them I was like, Jesus! Back. I was like, that car was just like so far ahead of that truck. I was like, well, they don't have to worry about running away from those boys. You know, like, speaking that of, the- <laughs> I like all the logs and stuff that look like they weighed nothing, like they're just styrofoam logs. Yeah, <laughs> that dude picked them up like it was nothing. They were just sticks in the road. You could ride over that. <laughs> right. Speaking of creative uh, chases, I loved it in Color Me Blood Red how they did the whole, uh, I don't know what to call it, a paddle boat with a bicycle yeah, on paddle it. Paddle boats, yeah. yeah. yeah the guys <laughs> paddle the, the paddle bikes. over when I saw those. <laughs> that chase scene, that was hilarious it was so cool because you have to like pedal <laughs> like, your legs so fast it. to even establish it in the beginning yeah even <laughs> even to make that thing move like a mile an hour you have to like pedal so hard and he's just cruising in that motor <laughs> yeah i, lo- so I love fast. that they, they show that too where like they're like oh no the boat's coming right at us and they start to paddle really fast and you just see it slowly <laughs> turning in yeah. the water it would it would be like driving like a mountain bike in like the lowest gear setting <laughs> like yeah. so tough it just like you're stuck like in the impossible. mud. Yeah, somebody's gonna run you over with a quad. Uh, it's not happening. Yeah, he seems to really like young women too. Like his uh, characters yeah. seem to be like an old. He works with a lot of the same cast that's gonna as date well. His friend's yeah. daughter. Well, he he uses a lot of the same cast. I'm pretty sure, like mostly everyone in 2000 Maniacs, pretty much came from Blood Feast. I know that it was like what the third movie he made anyway. 
But right. Bucket of Blood, Color Me Blood Red, all those films, it, you'll see a lot of the same faces. Like they'll they'll come in and out all the time. Sometimes they play lead roles, sometimes they play, you know, one off get killed scenes. But he uses a lot of the same cast. Which order did you guys watch these ones in? The order you told us to. Yeah. Uh, Color Me Blood Red, then 2000 Maniacs. Oh, so I saved the I, best for last because I knew I liked that one. I See, I, I thought you should start with 2000 Maniacs and then end with Color Me Blood Red because like, you start with like the hype film. You know what I mean? Like 2000 Maniacs has all like the action and like it's like whatever. And then Color Me Blood Red is like slow kind of like slows it down for the evening. You know what I mean? So you start high and then end on like a low, you know, that's the way I saw it. I don't I know. I thought color man. me blood red ended on a high. It also yeah. wasn't, didn't, didn't we technically watch it in order? Cause didn't you say it was blood feast then color me blood red, then 2000 maniacs that were filmed? No. Is that the, sequential the second order? and last one? Swap them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's blood feast then 2000 maniacs and then color me blood red. So color me was his yeah. third, third film he ever made yep. right yeah okay okay wow i'm so surprised it. it i'm surprised we did it the was, second uh, not i'm surprised it wasn't as good because uh the 2000 maniacs looked great uh, it's it's surprising that color me was not I, as there wasn't even 2000 film wise impressive i guess <laughs> like it seemed to have a lot of hiccups in it like you guys were stating you know the whole uh blurry focus out of focus scenes some of his shots felt like he just put things together or like in the camp like at night they didn't have like enough light. It was just like extremely dark. Mm-hmm. Right. But that leg was lit really well on the beach. Mm-hmm. How did nobody know that they were cooking an arm on the spit? They're like, what is that cooking? It's like, it's very clearly an arm. No, it's not. <laughs> did you see that? It is not. It looks like a fucking rag doll. Well, they were on the end of it. Like... Yeah, it looked like they but stuck a rag doll. On the at spit. one point, there's a shot where it's like, it's very clearly an arm. It's like once it starts melting because it's it's melting but like it's yeah. I do I do appreciate that it takes that scene where they're having the barbecue together where and here's something that was really funny about 2000 maniacs that made me laugh is they go out into the woods they take a little walk in the woods and they find that plaque that tells you this town was murdered by union rebels that came through and slaughtered the whole town and now they vow vengeance every centennial or whatever and they're like oh these people are out to get us they're gonna kill us all. And Jacob, then, like the rest of the movie, like continues on like the where it's podcast. like they completely forgot they had that conversation. And then at the end of the movie, they go to get the sheriff to come back to the town. The town has disappeared, and the sheriff tells them the same story, and they act like they'd never heard it before, even though they read the fucking plaque two nights right. ago. Yeah, we don't I mean, worry about continuity. That. that was just saying it's just funny to me that that was just one of those weird, like, okay, like you already know this. I figured it out too because you showed it to me. And like, why are they not putting this together? Why is this taking forever? And also, why didn't they warn the others? They didn't warn anyone. It's the '60s. People weren't smart protagonists yet. <laughs> I feel like they were trying to at one point, but then they just kind of gave up on the idea of it, or they took them away too quickly for them to be able to. I like the little that kid was that something was like that worked in their favor. Is they were hauling them off one by one, getting them alone, and <laughs> making them disappear, and being like, "Oh, they're around." Yeah, everyone's just out for a walk. That's like their answer every time they're looking for someone. They're just out for a walk. Yeah, I, I like that one person. They're like, he would never go for a walk. He's an alcoholic. He would be drunk till noon and then never go for a walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You think he would actually want to go out for a walk? 
Were, were you talking about the little kid, Justin? And then yeah, I just like them hanging on the car, and the guy's like, Billy, get off my car. Little Billy. I don't ever get And he's in the car candy. again at the end, like before they take off, they're like, get the hell out of my car. <laughs> yeah. That's like my favorite, uh, my favorite line at the very end is like, is like, oh, what, what about Billy? Oh, I wish they would take him, but oh, I have a feeling he's going to come back. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> I remember that. No one like, yeah, they're just like, just like, uh, be be super nice if he uh, if he didn't come back. I I also love when the uh, uh, the one big guy Harper's like chasing them through the through the swamps and like goes into the quicksand, and then that's the last you see of them. And then all the, the way end. at the end, they they <laughs> yeah. like, they're like, all right, well, I guess we got to go back to sleep for another hundred years. Get out of that quicksand, Harper. You know you've been ain't been stuck there the whole time. He just like slowly climbs out, like like he just got bored and was like, hey, yeah, he I, like I wait for me. I was just Poor guy yeah. that had to be in that from the movie. He's like, I got uh, done chasing those guys, and I just felt like I was just gonna stay here for a while. It's such a strange film. <laughs> They're both I kinda, strange. I, I, mean, I HG enjoyed Lewis the fact strange. that they were ghosts or whatever. That was cool. I do. I do love that. It's, it's. I think it's one of the reasons why I'm drawn to that movie more is because, like I said, it's one of his more creative films. Like the kills are creative. The whole backstory, this weird over the t- and all the characters are over the top. They are over the top, and it's funny to me, especially as a fellow Southerner. It's really hilarious to me because I can see that shit all the time. It's like, oh yeah, a- a- just fucking like acting it up. The mayor, Colonel Sanders, the mayor, all that shit. <laughs> I was gonna say, even if it happens again in a hundred years. You, like I know the ghosts probably don't change the way they look, but also think in another hundred years, somebody would just assume the town hasn't been updated, and that's why they're right. That's, like, that's well, what I want the, they I want the real sequel the when they when they talk about like in another hundred years they'll probably have flying rocket mm-hmm. ships going everywhere. Like that's the sequel I really want is the is the, mm-hmm. the sci fi future version of of all the ghosts coming back and being like, what the hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. So wouldn't the sequel take place in twenty twenty six? 20, 2065. Yeah. 20, 2065. Okay. 2065. Okay. Which would still be cool. And there'd be no rocket ships the route we're on. It's going to be like <laughs> yeah. a Twilight Zone where like an astronaut ends up in this like, town. 2000, 2000 Maniacs. It's like a weird Planet of the Apes version where yeah, like some guy goes <laughs> comes back to Earth and he's like, what the hell am I doing? Why, why are there really all these Confederate flags up? It's like mm-hmm. super cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> I also just like that they're dumb. They're just dumb. (laughs) They're really dumb. They're just dumb in general. Like they don't really put thought into it. They don't care. They're just like, whatever, have fun. Yeehaw. (laughs) It's like, okay, (laughs) we're just going to go with this. All right. Which was everybody's favorite film of the two? 2000 Maniacs. Still holds. Yeah, that was the better movie. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say between the two, I still... I still think that is probably one of his best, but uh, yeah, I do like Color Me Blood Red a lot. I think both of those are at least better. I, I think he at least made improvements over Blood Feast. Blood Feast is it's also a very, a very entertaining movie, but there's it's schlocky. There's a, there's a lot of that one, and that that's the shortest of the three too. So that's the one that he had like it's the only least like an hour of yeah, non-material to work with. He's like oh, okay. Yeah, he's, yeah, there's he's so like, much. Also, Blood Feast are like 58 minutes because so is Bucket of Blood like there's, 58 minutes. Yeah, they're so Not short back then. Blood Feast ends almost the exact same way as Color Me Blood Red, where like <laughs> somebody walks in mid murder. Yeah, <laughs> this is a weird just, game of charades. Like, leave. <laughs> well, I do just enjoy him like jumping into the back of the garbage truck, and then then you, know, you get that great line of like, "What what happened?" And he's like, 
that guy got what he deserved because he was trash or however he phrases it like he's the garbage that deserved to get crushed i like the guy in the passenger seat they got out with a cigarette and he's like what the fuck's your problem man he's like <laughs> <Yeah>. oh shit <laughs> yeah oh god yeah he has that look that's like that's like he wants to be like oh lenny we crushed another one this is the 10th time this month these people just keep jumping in our truck <laughs> i will say of the two movies uh if they were to remake color me red, uh, color me blood red, I would actually look forward to watching that remake and it might entice me to want to go back and just kind of touch up on the original again, but I don't see myself going out of my way to get that film to, or to watch that film. I will go out of my way to get it for a collection, but I don't see myself going out of the way to just watch it again. But 2000 maniacs, I'll watch that again. And then normally what happens is I'll watch that and then I'll watch 2001 with Robert England in the 2001 uh, sequel. I thought with, the Space uh, Odyssey. Bill, uh, Bill Mosley. <laughs> which, they're all fun. They're all the same humorous thing. And the more updated versions, though, it's a bicentennial, but it's a celebration that they do every year. So every year, the town comes to life on that day. I wish I had your guys' collection, like the 14 movie collection. That sounds awesome. Is that the, uh, the like Arrowhead collection? That's the one yeah. I'm trying to get, the, the Arrowhead the that they just one. released. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think we, that. I think when, the time that me and Justin got it, like went on some like crazy good sale or something like that. Like I can't remember what the regular price was, but we got it for a good deal. But yeah, I guess I, th- I was telling Justin before we started recording too, that he needs to go further because I think one of my favorite movies of Herschel Gordon Lewis is something weird, which is, oh yeah, yeah, just, yeah. A, just such a, yeah. it, it, it truly lives up to its title. It's such a bizarre, strange <laughs> film that's just borderline incomprehensible. But I, I do appreciate that. That's, that's like one of those movies that he, he went completely different. Like it's not really a gore movie at all. It's just a, a bizarre, weird film. You know, what's cool about him. It too, was something he said, weird. Yeah. <laughs> what's cool is he said something about blood. He likes using blood. He's like, I really just want that red viscous blood. Because he'll never, he said he would never do an alien movie or something like that. Because he's talking about like you got all those creatures in that movie, and then you have to do like green slime and blue blood. He's like, I just want blood, just lots of blood. (laughs) So it's one of those things like he won't even, even though you could have blood in an alien type movie, he was like, no, 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 I'm going to keep it to what it is. Like he has fun with it, so he really is the splatter king. Like he, Uh, I did like the title card for Blood Feast the most because it was just blood just pouring all over the table. Yeah. He's honestly one of my favorite directors. Like when it comes to American directors, he's definitely one of my top favorite directors. It's funny. I, I seem to really like these Pittsburgh guys because I'm really into George Romero and him. And I think like there's like something about like horror. Like I was I was thinking about it the other day when I was like driving around delivering flowers, and I was thinking about like your upbringing, and you don't always like necessarily like pick the shit that you get into. And so, like, with horror, like, I didn't necessarily, like, pick horror. My mom picked horror because my mom was the one that was into horror. So, like, I got into horror because my family was into horror. And so a lot of times you get into, like, stuff because of your family. It's not necessarily a genre that I know. wonder if I would have picked on my own. But being in that genre... I've often gravitated to stuff, not necessarily because of gore or splatter, like in the way that Jacob does. Jacob's like, I just like this side of it. And I'm like, I feel like I'm in this because it's been part of like my life more so. So I've watched it from a different point of view. 
and I really like good storytelling. And so when you get into like horror, yeah, I really do. I'm kidding. (laughs) I struggle with Italian horror, like with Fulci, who does, which I know we're going to get into um, later. Like I like his storytelling too. And, but I feel like it's the same kind of thing, like where there's these actually really interesting, brilliant stories here with really terrible budgets and really terrible whatever is like around them kind of things. Like I think the demon series is excellent as well. And I think those are like some that I'd like to see a remake done of too. Cause I think like they're strangely executed and there's a lot of potential there and those sorts of things. And there's that movie contagion. That's an Italian uh, horror film that I think is like rife oh, yeah, for like exploding a remake. bellies. Yeah. The eggs. Yeah. <laughs> the the cool. fucking, yeah, and I'm like, remake that. Like, why are you not looking at these types of things? So it's like, it's a weird kind of thing when you get into horror and you see a lot of these, like, people attempt these really complicated, like, interesting stories that just don't have budgets behind them at all. Like, there's no studio backing any of this stuff. And it's like, you got to think, like, dude, this story is, like, so too ambitious for you to try to possibly execute with like what you have on hand and these people still go for it. And I'm like, it's, it's, I, I, I commend you. I commend you on these people. So it's like with social entertaining Gordon Lewis, it's like, I commend you. Like this story was way too ambitious for what you had on hand with like color me blood red for sure. And it's like, you went forward and you did it. And so when I go into horror, a lot of what I look for more are those stories that, are unique and out there and not necessarily something you see commonly in Hollywood because horror has got a lot of weird, unique stories that you could go and try again. If you gave them some money that could be really interesting and different and new. And I wish that people would try them again and try different stories and try some of these interesting, unique horror stories that I've seen presented to me before that are not so much just the same kind of slasher. So you don't want the same, but shit. you want remakes. Well, <laughs> Other than remakes, no. I have seen a, a subtle change in the last, uh, I'd say five to eight years in horror. There has been a good, in my opinion, a good comeback of like some original content. Like you've got a lot of movies coming out that are, like once again with a low budget trying to push that boundary but also because times have changed equipment has changed so the films even though they're low budget still look really really good and then yeah a lot of times they're they're terrible they're like oh this was not that great but at least they tried something original you know they went for it instead of just making another remake to cash in on money and all those remakes they come from the hollywood studios they don't come from these indie stuff i'm always praising a 24 indie remake of something (laughs) like really low budget Forrest Gump or something. I think A24 is putting out some of the most original content right now. I like know? A24 all around. Even their non-horror stuff, they're really good. Yeah. They're, they're very doesn't matter what they're putting out. I, I find in general if A24 is putting it out, I'll, I'll be behind it. So. They remind me a lot of the way Lionsgate started out in the early days. I agree like with the you. the next Lionsgate, I, which I before Lionsgate was you. New Dimension. Before New Dimension was uh, canon. Like but it, you gotta be, you got to be wary that of that because Lionsgate now is still they're terrible yep <laughs> so, and eventually so. unfortunately eventually you'll probably see the same thing happen to a24 then a so new scared will, will i'm scared of what's gonna happen where, where is a24 gonna end up how are they gonna go what's the progression they're gonna end up right? with money in their pocket and they're gonna follow a no. computer algorithm mm. <laughs> i i have to say um lionsgate did john wick chapter four so they're on top 
Did they do one, two, and three, though? Probably. Okay, if they did, good for them. If not, they just did the fourth one. They're just cashing in. That movie's not a cash on. No, they are <laughs> cashing in. They're cashing in because they know it's a winner. That's what I'm saying. They don't take the chances anymore. They If they didn't do John Wick 1 and they're just doing John Wick 4, it's because of the success of John Wick 1, 2, and 3. So they're cashing in on what they know is a winner now. They don't want to take those chances anymore. Justin, hmm. you've been very quiet this episode. I don't think so. We've all just been talking at the same time. <laughs> How do you feel yeah. about Herschel? I, since he was born in Pittsburgh, I think I relate to him a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do appreciate how, I guess he started in advertising, so he knew how to market his movies and actually make some money out of them. I think 2000 Maniacs was something like $24,000, and they made like, I'm making it up, like $3 million or something. It did make oh, its yeah. money back, yeah. His advertising was awesome, especially when he did uh, Blood Feast. He had that poster that said, because uh, it was competing with uh, Psycho at the time, so he was making fun of the fact that, like, my movie, it's out right now in color, in blood color. <laughs> and he, <laughs> like, he, he used a lot of it. smut, too. Like, he yep. used a lot of girls in bras. and mm-hmm. That's a weird thing to compete with, and I, I have a hard time relating to it with... Uh... Psycho coming out like three years before, but movies back then when they, there was no home video, they would just keep re-releasing them every so often. Oh, yeah, they would they would yeah. run on circuit for at least two to three years. And that would be really weird too. Like one week only, you can see that movie that you didn't get to see from eight years ago. Yeah, it's not like, like not like yeah. nowadays where it's like this movie came out and then two weeks later, hey, you can watch it on Amazon Prime if you feel like it. Right. Hey, I finally got to watch everything, everywhere, all at once. But I'm, but I'm gonna rent the well through my Netflix DVD subscription. <laughs> You're the last one, I guess. Yeah, they're taking my money. Him and James. Yeah, James Those had two it people too. I know. I don't know what the well is. The whale. That was just his. Uh, oh, the deep, whale. Deep Southern Academy accent. Academy Award winner. Oh, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Academy Award winner. Brendan Fraser. The whale. Come on now. He he's gonna he's gonna go watch the whale. I got you. I understand. I thought it was a a ring. Go watch the whale. Did you not think I'd watch something sophisticated? Come on now. That's how you should been talking this whole episode. Got me a sling blade. Some people call it a cow blade. I call it a sling blade. Some people call it a cow blade. I call it a sling blade. Go, 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 come down here, chill. I thought the movie was in here, chill. Well, I reckon we have us a hooting nanny. We're not the ones from Louisiana. Neither was the maniacs. They wouldn't even say what state it was. They're like, we're on our way to Atlanta. It's Georgia. Well, I'm glad we're no longer. No, it's not. Because they said when they were going to Atlanta and they crossed the state line, they said, well, I'm glad we're never going back to that state again. Yeah. So so they wouldn't specify if it was Mississippi, if it was Tennessee. I thought it was Georgia. (laughs) Nope. I don't know if they say something earlier, but the Wikipedia page said they were in Georgia. It's not supposed to be Georgia. When they leave Jacob's right, he definitely says that they crossed crossed the state line to go to Atlanta. So they're in Georgia when they cross the state line. So it's one of the surrounding states around Georgia. Or they just are in Florida. Where is a more fucked up place than Georgia? It has to be Mississippi. 
Both those movies look like Florida, 100%. Or Alabama. Maybe like, it's Alabama. Totally. It might actually be Alabama they're making fun I of. Thought that, um, I thought that 2000 Maniacs looked pretty good for Florida. Like it, it, I believe it was the South. It looked like, well, I mean, yeah. Florida looks, Florida's that's because, the South. That's because from Texas all the way over to Florida, all those below the Dixon Mason lines, they all look the same. All it all looks the, the fucking same. same, yeah. You drive yeah. that freeway, it all looks the goddamn same, for sure. Exactly. Um, Going to any backwoods fucking town. But I, I will say like, this. I will say this. If they were out in the like woods area of Georgia, there'd be fucking kudzu vines everywhere. And there ain't no kudzu vines down in Florida. So Are there more there exploitation that. movies you would recommend, guys? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. By him? Or just Anyone. in general like that? Hicksploitation. Oh, Hicksploitation. Hicksploitation. I like oh, I love that's, Deliverance. That's what these movies are. Deliverance I'm a, is excellent. Deliverance yeah. is a huge Deliverance beautiful fan. fucking movie. So <laughs> I genuinely, I even, love Deliverance. Even the people from the South love Deliverance. <laughs> Big Deliverance fan. I genuinely mm-hmm. huge love that I'm working movie. on a movie now called The Deliverance. Mm, interesting. Mm. It's not exploitation, though. Um, I actually another... will probably have us cover Deliverance on here at some point. It's one of my favorite That's a movies. good movie, though. It's, it's great. Movie. It's an excellent film. Oh shit, I have an airplane, but I'll give you an answer once it goes. <laughs> we just wait for the airplane to go by. Yeah. Just add it back in with sound effects. Yeah. Can we can we pretend that airplanes are in the night sky like shooting stars? No. <laughs> I mean, obviously Texas Chainsaw is always a good when you want to go to the rap Olympics, but you can't. Yeah, the sequels to Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the remakes are good exploitation. Also, yeah, uh, wrong, wrong turn, wrong is turn is really good, yeah. um, but it's more it's more hillbilly in a way. It's mountain. I was people. thinking wrong turn with this a little bit too. It's kind of had the same uh... hatchet. Yeah, hatchet, hatchet is excellent. That's Bayou. That's Swamp People. Yeah, you but know it's what? Not making fun Lexi of Lexi says that she doesn't like slasher movies, but these kind of are slashers. There's a difference between Slasher and Giallo. I'm just thankful you guys didn't pick Giallo movies. Thank you. I don't think of Herschel Gordon Lewis as Slasher in any way. Like, at all. These ones kind of were Slasher movies, Yeah, he's though. got them all. I'm not saying all of them. <laughs> yeah, these are you know what? Movies. I, I have... Okay, I don't even think that 2000 Maniacs is a Slasher movie. I think it's a folk horror film. It is. It's not Slasher at all. It's definitely folk it horror. It is a folk horror film. It is about it's about uh, Shenandoah, a, a, a city that appears every hundred years. They're ghosts. It's it's a festival. It's a festival where they pr- commit rituals. Mm-hmm. It's 100% a folk horror. Boom. Yep. Oh, you should also check out well, uh, Trailer Park of your, Terror your blood and uh, Redneck Zombies. Those are slasher. fun. <laughs> what did you say, Justin? I said Blood Feast was slasher. Blood Feast yeah. was. They had like the radio, of. like there's a. What, what the hell is the radio? I wouldn't thing? call like, that a slasher indoors, either. And then stay indoors and a person knifes them. That's a slasher. <laughs> yeah. I feel like any well, movie with a human killer it's a, is a slasher. It's a, it's a, it's a person killer, with a big knife slasher. behind it's them. It's a Thus, suspense you have thriller. Folklore because 2000 Maniacs, they're not human, they're ghosts. Yeah, it's just, uh, the, Color Me Blood Red is a suspense thriller. It's a he's comedy. Not like, it's a horror so. comedy. They're all he's not going out and actively <laughs> trying to kill people. He's a reluctant killer. They just, he just, he just happen to come and be there. So, 
Something I do love about Herschel's movies too is that the characters in his films, even though they're like for like being made in the sixties, they're like over the top and they're very gory for that time and just full of grossness. None of those characters, even the women characters, shy away from any of that. They always come across the bodies in the most horrific ways, and they're just like, "Huh, there's a dead body." <laughs> just like, just like in <laughs> "Color Me Blood Red," they picked up the foot, and they're just like, "Oh, it's a." He literally picks it up and goes, "Oh, it's a woman's leg," as he's holding it, not touching it or screaming or looking away, picking up a body part. He's more like the guy from um, Little Shop of Horrors, where he's <laughs> like, Marinas. he doesn't want, yeah, well, he doesn't want to kill for the plant doesn't want to kill for his art but he's like killing for his art because he's like now he's got to a slasher just goes around and kills because it's a compulsion to kill no not always or they're an undead killing machine or no not always oh yeah yeah Yeah, sometimes look at that blanket behind you what is that movie yeah there are a bunch of teenagers that are calling people on the phone and harassing them that way and then killing them I still have a loud airplane. Sorry. <laughs> that doesn't mean that the rest. All right. Of so my rule is this: so when it comes to slashers, oh my God. a slasher is only a movie with an actual human being, a living, breathing human being. Which means I don't consider Freddy a slasher. I don't consider Jason a slasher. It has to be an actual human being that goes. Around Jason is totally a slasher with a with a knife. No, Jason is quintessential opinion. slash. Oh my god! Yeah, and Freddy's got knives for fingers. You could say the first movie for sure, but Die and Hard's a fucking you can go Christmas with the movie, second and third sure, one. Bud. But once Jason's resurrected, it's a fucking creature feature. Once he's resurrected, it's a creature feature. Oh my god! <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> just talking shit to talk shit now. <laughs> what's what's uh what's next week there, Justin? It is Women in Prison. Say the full nice. title. Women in Prison. <laughs> it's not Black Mama? Uh, B- Black Mama, White Mama is one of the two. And I then Female the, Prisoner. Number 79 or 78, right? Seven, 701 yeah, colon seven. Scorpion. <laughs> colon Scorpion, yeah. I guess say the full title for that one. That's an excellent fucking movie. If you've never seen that, it is amazing. I got the Blu-ray box set. The entire it's a four-part movie. Uh, it's yeah. I, so the first excellent. two are probably the best, and the second two are not as good, but they're pretty fun too. And the last one is great just because it uh, it has a lot of commentary on Japanese culture at the time. They used to have those on Shutter. I don't know if they still do. I would I would definitely check it out if they are. That's where I first saw them. They're excellent. But yeah, one's Japanese, one's guard. American. It's really good. And then a uh, Black Mamba. Uh, that's a that's just fun. Pam Grier at her mm. finest. Chuck, do you have any closing thoughts on Herschel Gordon Lewis? I mean, the only uh, the only closing thought is always is you know go out and watch these films. I think they're they're very fun. I'm always a horror comedy guy, so I'm, I'm sure he has a, he has a movie for everybody. If there's <laughs> True. Go go through all of them. I'm sure you'll find at least one in there that that's entertaining enough for you. He's he's got too many to choose from. So, uh, Lexi, I do have one very important thing to say. If it wasn't okay. for Herschel Gordon Lewis, you wouldn't have Scream. I don't agree yeah, with that. Would. It's a hundred percent true. 
He gave birth to Wes Craven. No, Jalo did. Oh. You take that Jalo shit and go home. Oh, it's sorry, I'm on your show. Jalo. Apologies. Apologies. <laughs> you know how I know because Bring me back. I'll watch our podcast. Movie. We covered Jalo, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> did I redeem myself with these two films? You three deemed yourself. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I do see a lot there of similarities go. in the things that you like, though. Yeah. What What is it? Like the style. The style to these movies were kind of similar to Feed, <clears throat> but Feed was like more incoherent and stupid. Yeah. If Lexi's going to watch a trashy or bad movie, she wants them to be dedicated to make sure it's bad throughout the entirety. Although our feed episode was pretty good. I mean, it was just a train wreck of a conversation, but <laughs> it was very entertaining to listen to. <laughs> Dude, that feed episode was fucking excellent. I don't care. A plus. I'm not even mad at it. It was the roast. Of I, feed, I know halfway I through, I realized y'all were talking about a completely different movie because there's like six fucking movies out there called feed. I don't know how that title <laughs> keeps getting used for like multiple fucking movies. And there is an excellent one where this guy takes these women and just feeds them into obesity. And then that's what like, we watched. Oh, you did watch that one. Yeah. I thought you didn't watch that one. I no, thought you had watched the other one. See, that's how confusing I, that conversation was. Oh, <laughs> no, we, we watched that one. That suit and everything. Yeah. yeah. Good. In the Burger King. Yeah. yeah. And it took place in piss filtered Ohio. Yeah. Piss filtered Ohio. <laughs> And we're just an Australian guy that has no jurisdiction to do anything there. Yep. Well, this well, was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, even I was watching these movies and I was like, God, these movies are actually good. And I was like, it's funny, like, how even at this level, I'm like, these movies were so much better than so much of the content I've been picking <laughs> recently. And I was like, man. I think that Herschel Gordon Lewis has some good ideas. Even when his execution's not always perfect. Right. I think that's sort of why you're like, oh, yeah, that would be a good remake or somebody else could do that. Right, exactly. That's why I'm just like, I love his ideas. I think he's a great filmmaker. I just think, you know, he just doesn't have any he's money. He's and... draper of gore. <laughs> I, I don't understand, like, I don't understand, like, one thing definitely for sure, like, like we were saying, like, I don't understand, like, how he shot... 2000 maniacs so well everything comes out so well in that movie and then you get into like color me blood red and like there's like tire shots that are just not in focus and a lot of lazy like give up kind of film work in it it's just kind of weird who's better jacob him or uh corman come on corman all goddamn day you know no. corman sucks <laughs> and on that note thank you for having me on the show i absolutely you would do <laughs> all right we can end it there the, 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 does jacob have anything he wants to plug or does he want to watch yeah. wrestlemania oh yeah, yeah uh, I, definitely <laughs> <want to> <laughs> <laughs> uh, I totally forgot i have another podcast yeah <laughs> uh yeah thanks for having me on and uh if you get a chance here uh check out ipa sessions it's on all podcast platforms and on youtube now and if you want to get a little taste of what the conversation is like, you can check out IPA Sessions podcast on TikTok, where I make some fun little clips from all the conversations we've had. And I got plenty of clips on there of Lexi and Justin. And hopefully soon I'll get Chuck on there and we'll get a nice little uh, up to date episode with all three of y'all. It's my goal to have you on there. 
Um, I just had a new episode drop uh, this last Friday as of this recording, so you should check it out. It's about a stunt person and all the badass stuff they do. I saw that. Yeah, I had my good friend, speaking of WrestleMania, I had a, a good friend of ours, Lexi, uh, hardcore, came on the show to talk about deathmatch wrestling and his amazing Dick. conversation. He is so awesome, and I got to go see him live this last Thursday as well. I love and Dick so much. And it was so my much. first deathmatch. It was great. I got covered in <laughs> glass and blood and piss. It his was name wonderful. is Hardcore Dick. Hardcore Dick. That's, <laughs> that's, that's right. We just yeah. call him Hardcore. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, check out IPA Sessions. It's a bi-weekly podcast. And thank you guys for having me on again. He's the sweetest person, too. Like, just an yeah, absolute Jacob sweetheart. Jacob is pretty sweet. No. The, the, <laughs> She's not talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jacob uh, is as well. But, yeah, it's like it's, it's just watching him, like, covered in blood, like, doing all this stuff. And you're like, it's yeah, the sweetest people I watched that video that you shared that's like a 12-minute fight in the bar. <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's just like, I'm like, this is my friend. All right. Okay. Yeah, I sent you a like video of him getting a hypodermic so needle through his neck. Oh, yeah. And it's then getting just... body slammed onto some glass tubes. It was great. That's uh, insane. And then he, he rolled the away from the ring, happens. walked around with blood all over his face for the whole show, and had a good time. That. I told him, he I told him we'll, he's he's also a really big film person. I told him we'll find a film to have him on for at some point. So I hope he talks about like something like The Notebook. Like That's what he wants <laughs> to discuss. Yeah. We'll get him on for like romantic comedies. He does like that kind of stuff too. So who doesn't? It's every every horror fan's guilty pleasure is rom com. Uh, you'll be I happy think. to know that Rachel finally maybe watched Zoolander. Oh, nice! Is that Did you watch the second one too? It's actually no. Funny. She told me it not holds. to watch it because of some sort of transphobic something in it, or I don't know. Oh, but, shit. It was before yeah. I was educated, so I didn't. I don't. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> But I've watched Zoolander finally. So. Did you do the Blue Steel now? Yeah. Do the Blue Steel for the podcast. Do the <laughs> no. audio version of Blue Steel. No. I can do the Magnum. How about that one? It's not the one that, <laughs> that's the, yeah. Anyway, we'll end it here. So Thank you so <laughs> much for coming on, Jacob. Fight. Yeah, no problem. I very much appreciate you, you uh, coming on, talking about Herschel. I knew you'd yeah, like that fun. subject. I know this is one of your areas because I do know that you like garbage. So, hey, you know, you know if, you like if it all movies. works out timing-wise and I can come on and record with you guys if I'm available, I'm happy to do this whole month because I love Quiet House. <laughs> and I promise to bring more to the conversation for the next episode. Uh, it's been a while since I've talked about movies, so I was trying not to just interview you guys. <laughs> you did totally fine. You brought plenty. You didn't shut up the whole time. Good. You were, you yeah, he good. did. There was like three airplanes. There were some <laughs> airplanes. They shut me up. <laughs> In the night sky. Like shooting stars. Uh, peace be with <laughs> you. Have a blessed evening. Night. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our podcast. <laughs> That's what Chuck says. We are Cinema de More. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with news and information on upcoming episodes. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Pandora, Alexa, or iHeartRadio. It would be greatly appreciated if you subscribe to our podcast on your platform of choice. We also appreciate feedback, so rate us, review us, and let us know what you think. And above all else, thank you for listening. <laughs>